Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend in football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday, it's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, everyone? Welcome to Ray's House. Um, I hope you're all safe and well. Today, we've got a special crossover episode with Stadio, where we talk about Argentina winning the World Cup in one of the best finals of all time. Messi, Mbappe, and much, much more. And my guests are Ryan Hun and Musa Kwonga. Hiya. Oh, my goodness. How's it going? How you doing, guys? Ian, can I just say, yes. you called it. I've, you called it. You called I, it. I, I, I don't think it... You hey. know what? I don't want to take any credit for calling it because... Ian, I don't be ridiculous. It. Go I on, take it, it, take it, take it. Ian, don't I, be that guy. Take, you know, it, so take credit. I saw the vision. You saw the vision. <laughs> Can I just say, I'm really glad one of those righty's house takes landed. <laughs> it was looking so who, bad. Who else was, who else was, um, who else? Mio has said, said Argentina. Yes, me and Mio. Because I know Flo went Brazil and so did yeah, Carl. Carl said Brazil. I, I went Brazil we as did, well. I went I think Brazil. I, yeah, I, don't, I, can't, I can't remember who I picked. I think I was nudging for Argentina. Can I say though, um, before we get onto the game, watching them against Saudi Arabia, I thought this Argentina side is done. Yeah, wild, isn't it? No spirit, no fight, no nothing. It was like, remember Moose, I remember you said, Messi, with that chance what Messi missed. This is why the mm. game is, that's why the game is such a gift, such a gift. Messi's miss was the miss of somebody who says, it doesn't matter, I'll get another one soon. They weren't fired up. They had to lose that game against Saudi Arabia. I have a different... I thought they were spectacular in the first half and I thought they were like kids in the candy store. I thought they were too good in the first half against uh, Saudi because you look at the sum of the quality of the attacking mm. was mind-blowing 
and they got drunk on power. <laughs> and so Lautaro, it's funny because his story arc is so interesting because his failure in that game opened the door for other players for to step Alvarez, up. Yep. Mm. Yep. So actually, yeah, yeah. He opened the door for Alvarez. Also like, you know, Lo Celso going out, mm. opening the door for Enzo Fernandez. Yes. And if you look, there was something very symbolic, even with the shootout. If you saw like even Dybala's penalty, the way it went in. Yes. And the way that those players, the senior players were struggling, you really saw that of all the senior players, actually the only one that really stayed true was Di Maria. Di Maria. The others actually, the other players, and this is not to knock Dybala and Lotaro, they revealed actually just how hard it is to play for Argentina. Wow. Because they, they, were, they, were, merely, they were merely very good. They were merely yeah. just very good footballers. Whereas what Enzo Fernandez did, what uh, Rodrigo de Pau did, my God, those people McAllister. went to a level of- McAllister. He was, they, oh they, 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 McAllister. McAllister. These players did something, and we'll get into this the full, mm. full discussion in a sec. They raised the level of sporting bravery, and bravery is a strong word to use, but the level of sporting bravery these players exhibited was astonishing. Mm. I actually woke up this morning and I'm like, I cannot believe that these players did this under that pressure. Yeah. Because look, Diego Maradona, full respect to his legend and everything, Diego did not have to follow oh my like God, Messi had to follow. Yes. To yeah, follow no one else yeah. before him, really. Wow. Like, for forty man, yeah. Ryan, for forty years to have yeah, that yeah. on you, mm. and to have to walk in those soles, in those shoes, and all of them, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. And also, the thing is, and I said this about, and we'll go quickly to very quickly mention France. Mm. We'll get to this more, more depth. I want to say at the out, at the outset, Kylian Mbappe yes. could retire mm -hmm. this morning. <laughs> At 10 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Central European time, time and he would still be one of the greatest players yeah. of all time. Yeah, he's yeah, entered. Totally he's, he's entered. entered yeah. He's entered Mount. He's Mount Olympus at yeah. this point. He's amongst the greats. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Musa said last week when we were talking about what we hoped for the final. Musa said, "You know, I just hope that Mbappe scores two, Messi, Messi scores yeah. two, and it's yeah. like kind of four two to one of them, so that neither of them can be held up as yeah. gone, gone yes. missing or yes. frauds or anything like that." Mbappe gets a hat trick. The first hat trick in a World Cup final since 1966, mm -hmm. following on from his previous World Cup final when he was the first teenager to score in a World Cup final since Pele. Mm. This was one of those finals, and maybe we'll kind of we should go back to the beginning because it was so much to yeah, so much digest from it. Should, I think yeah. we could get lost. Yeah, but the cast was so strong. It was like Scorsese got the whole gang back Absolutely. together. It was, it, was the it was the departed. It was the departed. Yeah, it was like it was like oh my god, <laughs> someone just popped in for three scenes. But they've won like two Academy Awards. There were seven main characters. <laughs> the Departed. There were seven. Jack Nicholson's opening monologue in The Departed was basically Di Maria just stealing the show. You know, like everyone turned up to see Messi and Mbappe. And if you watch The Departed, the opening monologue by Jack Nicholson is one of the most stunning things in mm. film. And you're like, you go there expecting Wahlberg. You're like, oh shit, Jack took this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Di Maria, and we get into this. We must get into it now. Let's get into it. Hour. Let's get into Let's it. Let's start from the top. Let's start from the top. Honestly, because, what, because did, what, did I, what did I put in the right house group? What did you say? I said, Argentina need to score before, before France figure out what they're doing. What they're doing. Because France just looked miles You know, the thing is, with, with the illness, and what, there, there was definitely something. I, I know that they've, they've, ne they've not used it as an excuse or whatever it is, but there was definitely something because I just, I'm not expecting any team to start a World Cup final that subdued. There was so there was something else, though. What, John, what, John Muller posted um, a pass, the passing patterns about what. France were doing mm. and the actual it was awful like France were passing square, square there was no yeah. dynamism you know this is the thing we said this before about Erling Haaland about how Man City don't need him yet till the quarters France did not need Paul Pogba 
until the late stages of the mm. knockout. But my God, in that final, Ryan, you look at that final and like the, the match control that Argentina exhibited, yes. that is where Pogba is needed. But can I say though, the, 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 does that make sense? Because yes, the regulation of play, yeah. long, short passing, yeah, all of that, needed, because they were chasing the tempo, everything. But the thing is, can I say that the, the, the genius move from Scaloni was Di Maria starting yeah. right out there on the wing and it just looked old school it Stanley looked, Matthews honestly it was so strange to see they just stretched them so wide Koundé did not know what to do with him not and the way, he really struggled down oh that right he really side, did right he really did and really the way did. that Argentina not only controlled the game and, and the ball and the, the, it's just France were quite narrow and then they were so stretched, they could not deal with it. I was Sorry, the, the only reason I'm laughing, the only reason I'm laughing is because I'm thinking of Kunde going into the dressing room and seeing Pavard and Pavard nodding, going, yeah. first time. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, because this is it. In the waiting room. Exactly, <laughs> guys, because this is what it is. You see, like right. Pavard, because I thought, like 2018, he was amazing. Can't, he can't even get into the team, especially that fantastic goal he scored against Argentina. Yes, with, with Demiral running wild again. Yes, running wild again. But like, it's true, Moose. When he, he came in, he must have said, yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's what I'm talking about. That- Ian, they had four years of warning to deal with. Demiral had no solution. They had four years of warning. That is like a dinosaur watching a comet approach and there's nothing you can do because the thing about Demiral, right? You can talk about Scaloni and all of that, but it's still the match fitness. It was brilliant to bring him in, don't get me wrong. Mm. But Di Maria, if he's fit, he starts. Yeah. And he's That's been- the first time. He, he is the most mm-hmm. devastating, yeah. yeah, he's the most devastating wide forward, arguably a winger. He's the most devastating winger in big games that we've seen in the last, what, 15 years? Mm-hmm. Consistently. If he's physically fit, he will destroy you. And there's a good argument to say if he'd been physically fit for the two Copa America finals, and the World Cup final, Argentina win all those trophies. Yes. It's a very strong argument that he does that. And we saw it this first half against, um, against France. And I've got to give credit to De Paul as well. God bless yes. him, kept trying his switch. Didn't always come off. But no, like no. The, the, the switches they put on, this reminded me actually of Luis Enrique's Barcelona, actually. Mm-hmm. The way they played, the conservatism, not conservatism, sorry, the directness, the way this team gets the ball forward, Ryan. Yes. Croatia are now in France. Those are two of the most spectacular performances in terms of match control you will see from a major team in this tournament. They did them back to back. There's an interesting thing here, I think, with, with Di Maria especially, and we need to talk about obviously the, his role in, in the first Argentina goal, because it, again, it just yeah. came from that mm. Argentina left-hand side that France just really struggled with in those early stages. Yes. Yeah. But for France, I think that this was the first, well, not the first, because I think it happened against Morocco, but they got away with it a little bit. And they kind of got away with it against England is that when you are essentially the more passive of the two sides, despite your quality, mm. sometimes you're gonna, it's going to really hurt you. And mm. this, was, this was one of the games that hurt them because, especially in that first half, because we said before, early on in the tournament, it might have been when we were talking about England, saying that elite teams now know that they're going to have to absorb pressure for a certain amount of time yeah. and they're actually pretty comfortable with it. Mm. But the problem with France is, is that their entire system relies on keeping it tight when they do absorb the pressure. And mm. if they can't, as we saw, mm. it's panic stations when we have two, yeah. the, two, the double substitution, wow. which was actually only after about 33 minutes of play because there was seven minutes added time because of the injury. That actually 
even though it didn't, in hindsight, France got back into it. But I thought that double substitution killed France more than the second Argentina goal did because it just sent out like a... The message. that They were like, they're in trouble. It could have waited till half time. Yeah, I agree. I, I just I'm going to be quite... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, you, you know what I mean? I thought he could have waited till half time yeah. because I, of course it looked like... He, he had to make the decision when he hadn't made the decision because can you imagine if they scored again and the way it was going, especially the way Dembele, Dembele can, he, he must have not been right simply because the way he, he made that challenge on Di Maria was the kind of challenge you make when 80 minutes in, when you're tired. It, it, it was such a poor challenge. It's, it's like somebody is just not used to being back there and I've been doing it so long, mm. I'm not getting no help and this is just my... Oh, challenge. It was such a poor challenge. We're talking about 25 minutes. This is just where you, you, you can tell the difference between an elite defender and a non-elite defender, mm. i.e. someone who isn't a defender, mm. is that a defender gets one side of yes. Di Maria in that situation because it avoids what ultimately happens. In Like a defender who is used to tracking an attacker knows if I'm within a foot of this guy's legs, it's a foul, mm -hmm. even if I mean to or not. So you go one side because then they're their actual running pattern doesn't interfere with yes, where you are. Yes, De, uh, uh, Dembele, Dembele gets directly behind him. So basically all that happens is, you can see it on, on the slow-mo, Di Maria's heel clips his shin yep. and then he clips his own heel because of it and it's down. It's a penalty. It's super soft. It's really poor from Dembele, but it's, it's a penalty. Mm. I'm going to be harsh here. Go on then. Oh, there he is. If Morocco were playing against this team, Dembele is third in line to make that challenge. That is equivalent of Ziyech. Mm. That is equivalent of Hakim Ziyech having to tackle Di Maria there. There is no way mm. that Regragui has Ziyech tackling Di Maria in that area. There are two centre, there are two players, there's Hakimi and there's, and there's deputy, mm. maybe Saez if he's fit, in line to tackle that player there. first. So there. it's not even Dembele's fault. He shouldn't have been there. And here's the thing as well I'll say about Deschamps. I think he gets very lucky in this final, indeed. I think he panics with these I few do. substitutions. Mm -hmm. He makes them too early because this is the biggest game of Usman Dembele's life. Mm. Okay. And he has been spectacular in some of the early rounds. Not used best in some of the early games. I think he could have been encouraged to go wider in certain games. But fundamentally, this is a player who showed up for you with effort mm. and you humiliated him. You have Giroud, who basically didn't score many goals, whose legacy is based on being underrated, and you humiliated yes. him. You threw him under the bus. And the only thing that bailed out Deschamps is that he had a bench full of generational talents. Oh my gosh. There Jeez. are very few coaches in world football. Scaloni looks at his bench and he can't drag up Camavinga. Mm -mm. He can't do that. He hasn't got, he hasn't got a Kolo Mouani with mm -mm. the bravery to go at it, who was narrowly denied with the entire thing. He hasn't got a Marcus Tram, who should have got a penalty, in my opinion, yes. deep in extra time. So here's the thing. Deschamps basically, he got away with it. He should have actually. waited. He should, I think he, he could have waited till half I think time. He got, Cause I it was like, for me, lucky. you just looked at France. They looked like, I don't know. He humiliated I mean, it, two players yeah, that have served him. Yeah. These players, sorry to like, I've got no, to go no, no. off on this. Go on. These players bailed go him ahead. out because they were carrying an additional load. Dembele had to step in to fill the creative gap left yes. by Pogba. Yes. Giroud had to lead the line knowing Benzema mm. was gone. These players were not expected to get this far. And the moment things got it, tough, it, the moment things got brutal, Deschamps I'm threw them it. under the bus. And for that alone, I think he loses a huge amount of authority. You're totally right. Because I think by what, um, we've, by this point, Argentina were 2-0 up thanks to that unbelievable the second, second goal. goal. Was oh my God. 
is one of the yeah, goals of the tournament because there's a lot of, there's a lot of the shit, there's a lot of poor like play that. from France, but it was totally taken, totally took full advantage of the, the lack of the lack of closing down. That it was a magnificent yeah. goal, right? Spectacular, magnificent goal. And do you know what? And you know, you, I, I I love goals that you that, that end up playing out in you know kind of quite mm. elaborate moves, if you like. But you know, maybe five or six passes ahead of the final touch that is it's, it's like no, the Urzel moment when Messi yes, plays the pass. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the Urzel moment. Messi on the plays counter. the pass on the halfway line with his back to goal, and I'm like, the done. It's, it's on. Yeah, it's absolutely on. done. And and we need. I think McAllister here absolutely. is a, such a well said, shout right. out because. There are so we'll many people in this wrong. position who are bearing yeah. down on goal in a World yeah. Cup final and they're like, I'm just yeah. going to shoot. I'm going to shoot. It's my moment. This is my or moment. Or get that pass wrong. Or get the pass wrong. Get it wrong. Yeah. It was so good. And you know what was really good about it? When we were sitting, right, you could see it unfold because the pitch, the, the yeah. angles that you get for the commentary positions here are just, they're just magnificent. And you, you could see it all coming from the, from the front. The goalie played it out. I think it was Upa Meccano who got really pressed hard quickly by Alvarez, who then tried to just, so Upa Makano tried to put it down the, down, down the line. He whipped it straight into the middle and it was the ball into the middle. They weren't tight enough. They weren't tight enough, whether it was Chiumani or whatever it was. When he laid it into Messi, that was the touch that then you thought, oh my God, because then you could see over the other side that, um, <laughs> that Di Maria is free. It was like, it's oh, like yeah. there were beasts lurking. So all it needed to happen was can Messi from the angle he was because remember the way Messi played it, it had a little bit of spin on the ball. The way he flicked it, it mm. spun so it could sp into his path. When McAllister went through, I'm thinking, has he got the composure and the time to play this pass exactly how Di Maria needs it? And it was perfect because Di Maria didn't even break stride. Actually, hit it, hit it down yeah. into the ground over him. Did the it, was, yeah. it was just one of those goals where you're thinking, you know what? Of course, Roberto, like. Um, we're talking um, the Brazilian goal in the seventies, Carlos Alberto coming over down that side and drive, driving it in. Mm. It had that kind of vibe and that energy where he's coming in and you're saying, "Please score this," and he scores, and you're thinking, "It can't be this easy. Surely it cannot be this." Actually, easy. I think it was better than that. I think, but I think it was actually. I think the highest comp I can give it was basically like peak Brighton Hove Albion. Seriously, actually. on the break, I mean, but they finished. You want the to see one, one, the one of the most Brighton goals? You want to see them those? Yeah, but you know the new Brighton is now yes. scoring. We see them now, like. This was, look, we can, I'm only half joking. Brighton won the World Cup. <laughs> they had a spectacular World Cup. And McAllister, the way McAllister stepped up with this composure, what was amazing about this Argentina team in this tournament was the amount of players that could be protagonists. Yeah. Alvarez ran the show for large periods in the semifinal, didn't run the show mm -hmm. here, but didn't need to, just did his best in terms of drawing movement. Enzo Fernandez again, just controlling tempo really well. A quiet, not a quiet game, but um, not an eye-catching game. Effective, but not eye-catching. And this is the thing about this Argentina team. You have a match where Mbappe scores a hat-trick and it's arguably not the play mm. of the game. You have a match where Di Maria was so dominant that he went off after an hour. And I thought at that point, no matter what happens in the final half hour, Di Maria is clearly man of the match. It was as dominant a performance as when Ronaldo came to um, Old Trafford and oh, scored that hat-trick, I think in 0203. It was like that. Di Maria ran... <laughs> oh, well, this, Argent, Argentina as a whole it's one of the most the first hour of Argentina until he went off is the most yeah. impressive performance by, a, by an international team in On a major stage, final yeah. I, I've, I've got I as far seen, as to say I have seen the way it was because obviously we're going into 78 minutes there Ryan Rackmus, and, and 
I'm thinking, and this is what I'm saying, it can't be this easy. They're fucking blasting them away. And remember by now, Mbappe's, Mbappe's, he's getting the ball and you can see they're in and around him and he's trying, he's, yes. he's trying to wriggle away and do his mm. stuff. But then once he scores, it's like Gary Neville said, he is fucking terrifying. He is, he, he, he was terrifying because all of a sudden he went, it's almost like he went, that's it. And he fucking took over. And you could see in the Argentinian players, the fear. They, the fear mm. when, when, that, when that penalty went in. And he, he scored the penalty, he got the ball and went back, right? It was amazing to watch. You could feel it like he turned on his superpower. You know why though, right? Because if they've done it before, right? Tim Vickery wrote a tweet, literally 2-0 being uh -oh. like, this is where Argentina, if Argentina are going to fuck it up, yeah. they're going to fuck it up from 2-0 up. This was the Netherlands, the Netherlands all, game. All over, over again, again. fuck. It, and it, it was, it was exactly the same because, because it's like, this was the last chance. Yeah. So every single moment of like, when they come up against it, it, it almost, I, I can't imagine the pressure that that I would know. feel, especially when you're like, we have to do this. To even like, play the ball forward. Yes, but the thing is as well, right? Yeah, pressure. Yeah, sorry, back to, back yeah, to And the thing as well, right, yeah. is that as a team, can you imagine, you, you know, you, you know what France are capable of. They've got Mbappe. At any stage, he yeah. can go fucking supernova. You're winning 2-0. And then all of a sudden, you're starting to think this. You're actually starting to think it. And so when you, when you yeah. look at the, the way the penalty was conceded, you just think, really? Really, Otamendi? You know what I mean? You're, you're really going to give that away like that? You know what I mean? And then you've, he, but he's but this was his role. He's been chaotic the whole time. And you know, and the, you know who I thought was going to be going to be chaotic. And to be honest, he didn't. He wasn't as bad as I thought he was going to be, especially in this game. Was Romero? I thought Romero controlled himself a lot because he has got that Argentinian. No one fucking passes. If you're going past me, I'm fouling you. I'm, and to, honestly, he's fucking, he did the pro Joe man. He kept it dead fucking honestly, boring at the World yeah, Cup. He did, he did. He did. He did. And oh fucking did it. But like when they scored. Everybody, we all went, here we go. I thought it was going to be the first yeah. 10 minutes of the second half that that was going to happen, yeah, right? But like, I, remember, I think it was it Gary Neville, it might have been Roy Keane said, listen, they just need to just compose themselves and stay in it because they've got players who can just turn this game on its head. Roy Keane said that literally five minutes before it all started to happen because he said, if they score, they'll, if France scored, they'll fucking shit themselves. That's, we've seen it. That's what they do. And they scored and you could see to a man when they were walking back to the center, to the center circle to take it, France, is at the, France had their tails up and, and Argentina went into survival mode. And that was the biggest mistake. And what we're talking a minute later, guys, we, we see yeah. arguably that one goal. of the best finishes you're ever going to see on that stage in this, under the circumstances with a player, a, a player that's the next, the next incumbent for greatness, the next one off the conveyor belt for greatness, the way he, met, he played a one-two off his head, ball came back, the, the technique and, and the way, I've, I've been talking about it for the whole tournament, go to basics when you get in that situation so you can get the best possible contact on the ball. His technique for that volley, guys, was amazing. It was such a difficult mm. chance, right? But there was something so like... So things could have went wrong with that. You knew it was going in before he'd even made contact with it. Mm. And I was trying to think, from that position, on that foot, that stage of the game, that kind of finish, who else in the world 
would that fall to when I'd be like, oh, this is going in? And the only one I could actually mm-hmm. think of was Benzema. You think? <laughs> the only one I could think of was 2018 Mbappe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, actually, I don't think 2018 Mbappe does that finish. I think, it's, I think that's, that's, that's an addition to his game. Like, I think it's very underrated. Messi, I don't think, um, that's not really Messi's thing. I don't, it's not really Haaland's, it's not really Haaland's ballpark mm. because obviously right foot as well. And I was genuinely thinking, and this isn't, I don't, I'm not meaning to do the whole like, he's the only player mm. ever in the world that could never do anything like this. But I, I was genuinely thinking, well, the, actually, only one that, the only one that I thought would be inevitable was like maybe Benzema. He's got the source to take it on like that because I'm not at that speed. At that speed, at that because, speed that because early. we're talking about we're not talking about a ball that's coming at a pace where you can feel he's in total control of what power he's going to put on it. He's got to get his body right to hit it. He's got to fall away so as it doesn't go over the bar. So many things could have gone wrong with that volley to the point where if he doesn't get that right, they say, "Why didn't you take a touch?" He didn't need a touch because in his mind, oh, this is my chance. The ball floated lovely and he hit it perfectly. People said, well, it went close enough to Martinez. No, because he'd done the basics so right that you're going to get clean contact and the contact was clean. And so you get the power. And so the goalkeeper is not going to be able to react well enough to, 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 to save it. And I'm thinking, oh my God, we went, we went fucking crazy in, in the studio. We went crazy in there because we said, my God, he's taken that first time. Jesus. I'm going to say something else. I've got to throw, I've got to throw this in as well, right? The dynamic that he has with Emmy Martinez, it's like Rivaldo have a Peter Schmeichel. <laughs> Schmeichel was the best stop, shot stopper in that tournament. Uh, and Rivaldo would make his personal duty to make the man sit down. This man scored, Mbappe scored four times past Emmy Martinez, the most intimidating shot stopper in two yes. hours. This is a man, Emmy Martinez, that went up to the penalty spot. The one thing I would really criticise him for, throwing yeah, away the horrible. ball during the that shootout horrible. against Truman. That was, he should have been that was booked for that. to watch. He should have been booked for, no, honestly, there should be some, because that element of like, that intimidation element, he should be risked like, like ascending off for that, because that energy is something else. Truman had to walk and receive the ball like 30 yards, he had to walk around. I've not seen that before in a game of this level, that level yeah, of disrespect. I, yeah. So, but back, back to what Mbappe did, in terms of his finishing and his style, like, we saw him against Argentina in 2018, like mm. just go supernova. And if you'd said then he would do something even more mind-blowing, I would have said there's no, like Mbappe 2018 against Argentina is, it is the closest thing I've seen to not just Ronaldo, Brazil, but, but actually mm. Pele. And I think what, you know, the World Cup is interesting because it's not like the Champions League. It's not like uh, the Premier League. The World Cup basically, because the platform, people watching it, it allows you to elevate your, sporting legend to heights that are not possible in any other tournament. That's the unique opportunity the World Cup offers. Mbappe, every single question that has been asked of a major footballer in the last hundred years, Mbappe answered it. And not just answered it, with increasing levels of confidence, swagger, arrogance, whatever you call it, to the point where this man is now, I almost think the next thing he should do, the next holiday she takes should be in Argentina, just so he can be received as a guest of honour. Because... There are certain games you play that create a lasting respect. I almost, and that sounds like a silly thing because there is a bit of bad blood between these teams. You saw like the bad blood after the game, but this is almost a moment I think of like sporting fraternity. Yeah. I think, yeah. Where those teams actually, be, we were united by a great spectacle. I, I think, you know what actually. I said, I, yeah, I, yeah. I actually said, um, I've done a few World Cup finals and finals. I don't think I've, mm. I've, I've watched the game. And I, like I say, it was what, 70 odd minutes before it really kicked in when, when Killian came. 
Um, it was one of the greatest games simply because of the way Argentina started and the way that France just came to life. And I remember saying in my, in my analysis, getting ready, I was saying, we're talking about a team that are not really fussed, are not really bothered about not controlling the game. They've got the confidence, you know, mm. but they've also got the kind of confidence that they know, yeah, but we, we can score in, within 15 seconds. We've got a guy over there who can score within 15 seconds. We can break on you. And this game got, turns on its head. And like when mm. I, I said to the guys, this is, this is the best game I think I've ever watched in respects of emotion and going through it. Because for a start, I didn't know who I wanted to win. Obviously I said Argentina at the start and there was something about Messi mm. and wanting Messi to do it. And you look at the images and it's beautiful seeing him do it. But there's something about the French team and the, the, the age of this French team, knowing that, yeah, their time will come again, you hope. Um, you have to say yeah. just something cataclysmic has to go wrong for them not to get back there in the way that they're, the way that they're coming through. And you just look at the way Camavinga came on in the World Cup final and just played like it was nothing. Oh, you know what I mean? Can you know, we, can we, we were, bank that? Because we need to talk yeah, about that. You know, but like yeah. you look at it, guys, and I'm saying this is possibly the best game I've, um, I've ever watched live. It had everything. I would agree. We've talked about like, obviously Argentina wanting to win it. Messi's probably Messi's final World Cup. The fact that it's something that he's quested for mm. so long. Yeah. The fact they get the Copa America Huge. and then they get the World mm. Cup. But the thing is with Messi and Mbappe, there's a really, they seem to have like a really interesting dynamic, those two, because I think that there are a few players that could arrive at PSG mm. who could just slot in that easily alongside an Mbappe in terms of profile and in terms of role. Yeah. And I think what there is a very much like a kind of like a uh, master apprentice. Mm -hmm. I know it's super throwaway and cliche, but there is a very like, that, for example, I don't think there are other players who will remain unnamed who could go to PSG at the same time in their career and Mbappe would respect as, yeah, or gel as with as, as Messi. Messi. Yeah. No. That's not just big enough Messi, that's big enough Mbappe. And I think that this, you could tell that this game, it was like, it was like when Mbappe got the second mm. and it cut to Messi and he's just kind of smiling a little bit as if to be like, that's, that's my right, guy. I knew it. But I he's knew pulling it. his socks up. Yeah, yeah and he's, he's kind of saying, oh, fuck it. He's here. He's pulling he's his arrived. socks up. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it went to 2-2, two, two, guys, was in there. And I was thinking, wow, is it, is it written? Is it written <laughs> for Messi? This is what I'm saying. It's the greatest ever because if you're going to write, if you're going to do this as a film script, you know what I mean? Then you say, right, they've come back in. The other main protagonist, Mbappe's shown up now. He's scored two goals. It's 2-2. Two -two. So now we're going to see Messi ascend to the front and score the third moose. One of the ugliest oh goals of his career. I love Honestly, this picture. You know what, though? Crash the Honestly. box, kids. Crash the box, kids. One of the most like, winningest winning goals. <laughs> so good. In kind yeah. of like, is it over the line? Yes. It's over the line. It's got to be over is the it? line. Oh, my yeah, God. But, but the thing is, right, it's the way it, again, We've got to say, with Lataro Martinez, remember, he was a guy who I thought was going to be um, the Golden Boot winner. Um, I thought he came on and in this space of time that he was on, he's had three fucking shots on target. His, His movement was, that was good fantastic. There, so you're hoping mm -hmm. that at some stage it, it starts to happen for him in respects of him finishing him off because I love the way he gets in and he's thinking of nothing else other than I'm fucking, I'm smashing this into the goal. But it's the yes. way Messi just like, you say crash the box, he just keeps moving forward, just moves forward, moves forward, and then bam, the ball comes out, he taps it in. I'm thinking, um, Lessons for life, yeah, kids, keep moving so forward. Absolutely. 
Moose, I'm thinking, my God, it's written in the stars. Dude, oh, God. You know I had the opposite thought, though. I was just like, it would be such a messy thing if France win this, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a weird kind of like tragic element to a lot of Messi's like football career. For, for all the Ryan, I was thinking that. I was saying, surely it can't go to this. This man has done so much. Surely it can't go to this. He's actually scored the third goal to make it three the to the winner. And then they I score again, Roy. I'm saying it's too cruel. It's too cruel. But it, was the per- it was the perfect ending. Do you know why it was the perfect ending? Because just like in the Copa America final, Messi's supporting cast, he could delegate responsibility mm. and they got mm. it done. Emmy Martinez got it done. That's the thing I loved about it. Like the, the point that Messi scores that first penalty of the shootout and it's out of his hands and he has to watch. Well, before we get onto that, let's just like finish mm-hmm. this off quickly. So like obviously the France get back into yes. it with the penalty from, which is a total, it was, it was a really good spot Probably actually yeah. playing the spot yeah. in real time. His all. arm, yeah, his arm was out there, right? Uh, mm. And Martinez was so close to that. Was that the one? I think the first, I think he was close to, he was closer in the, the shootout. One in, the yeah. one in the shootout. That was, yeah. those were the two. What, he missed this one. Mirani, Mirani, the save from Mirani by Martinez was mind-blowing. You say save. Oh my God, at the end. That, at the right, end exactly. Of, uh, that, the save. Moves, you say save. It should have had no chance. No, no, no. True. And I feel for Mouani because sometimes you feel like... He did well when he came on. He I did thought. do well. And you think he to did. yourself, wow, really? He's coming on now. He's going to score. That was the moment. That was the moment. You said, it's come too soon for the, poor, for the guy. I'm so sorry because all he saw was, I'm blasting this. He just needed to hit that to the goalkeeper's right. Because when you look at it again, in the, in, um, when they showed a replay from behind, He's trying to go into a side of the goal that he's given the goalkeeper so much opportunity to save it rather than putting it in a place where Emi Martinez has to make an actual effort to go and save it. He's literally just moved his foot there. And I'm thinking, mm. I feel for Mohani because Adrenaline. obviously he's not been in a situation of that magnitude enough in his career where he's going through and he gets composed because the way he hit it, he hit it in the first place he could see. Instead of thinking, I've got, to yes. hook, I've got to pull that over to that left, onto that right side. At that stage of the game, the game would be over. And I'm thinking, oh my God, he's missed it. I, all I could feel was sorry for him. To yeah. say, my God, the chances come too quickly for this guy. I know he scored when he came on the other day, but that was, you know, tapped it in. But Lataro, Lataro, but look at it. You see that late in that game in the finishing, that, that, that last header that Lataro gets, his misses actually get yes, worse and do. worse. Yeah. Like when he heads that more one, and more the desperate. ball comes off his head like a bo- like like a yeah, boiled more and more desperate. So he could have legit had two. Even Messi, Messi peppers Lloris from distance. Messi is frustrated because he knows if he puts that like five yards either it's, side yes, of Lloris, it's, it's in. in. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? To be honest, even, a yard, like it's, even yeah yeah the, the speed, the power. So even getting it on target at that stage, you know this. The thing about this tournament was so amazing was in this final, was that you saw the pressure in real time. You yeah. saw how hard it was just to get the ball on target, like. Like I said, the Dybala penalty is one of the most revealing things in terms of big man pressure. This man's barely played mm. a game, barely played minutes, and he puts it right yes. down the middle, and he jogs away like, "Oh look, I've done it!" But I was like, "You got away with that." He nearly got away with that. It went friend. too close to him for me. Went too close to the goalkeeper. The pressure feet. was, and this is the only the only reason I don't feel heartbroken for France is because I know the bulk of those players will be back again in four years. Yeah, like they're going to get another bite. And here's the thing as well: they have Canate and Saliba on the bench. I thought, yeah. Everyone's like, how do they solve their defensive problems? I'm like, just make subs. subs, (laughs) Right, we we must mention, um, because it's only you guys were the ones that brought him to my attention in the first place, is is Camavinga. Honestly, Moose, I'm not joking. One of the smartest 
one of the most intelligent young footballers Honestly. in Europe without an absolute like without a shadow of a doubt. You know, with Rabiot, um, Rai, I was, I was so interested to ask you guys, because they took Rabiot off, then it looked like he looked a bit groggy, didn't he? Could they mm. have put Camavinga mm. in that role? Or is it too... Uh, could they have put him on that left side in the midfield? Because I'm thinking to myself, the way he played at left back, it felt like, oh, we know what you're capable of doing here, but you're doing it back here. Ideally, they needed it another 20 yards forward, what, what he was this doing. Is, this is interesting, because you know when they rotated really hard for the final group game and mm. Camavinga played left back and he was fine, but I was just a bit like, what the fuck is Camavinga playing left back? Honestly, you know? I just felt like um, it was a fucking waste. I mean, hindsight, you could say it was, but... I also think that a tiring Hernandez could have left gaps at that spot for France and you never know who, if Argentina would have got in. And ultimately, Camavinga did absolutely nothing wrong and gave France a security at that stage of the game in a position that they would, had struggled to have to actually keep secure for a few games now. The amount of times he just threw a fake, played a one-two, mm. France were out of trouble and they were on the front foot. And I just thought, honestly, like for someone who is still not locking down a, uh, a centre midfield. like a, He's not locking down a spot in his mm. favourite position at club or international level yet. He will do. We've talked about this before numerous times on Stadio, especially with Chiumani coming in. They mm. are the future of the French and the Real Madrid midfield for as long as they want to be. Jesus right? Christ. That's going to be yeah. frightening. But to come into a World Cup final, final yeah. Yeah. and play left back and do literally nothing wrong is unbelievable at that age unbelievable. because this was such a jam-packed final in terms of iconic or memorable moments it's something that deserves to be remembered mm. for as long like that whenever people talk about Kamavinga in five ten years time people need to be talking about the 2022 world Cup you know what's well performance. yeah but yeah. here's the thing here's the thing i've got to jump in there i actually think um to your point to agree with you and disagree with you Kamavinga is going to get his credit good this is going to be like the return of the king you know, like the, return, the first thing you watch the Return of the King, you're just watching the headlines, the sour and get beaten, blah, blah, blah. But then when you rewatch it, you're watching it scene by scene. And I think this World Cup final, people are going to go back and dissect it in stages because actually it was almost three finals, weirdly enough. It was three finals. It was up until yep. the 70th minute, then up until extra time, then it was yep. the penalties and everything the penalties meant. And I really think that actually when we step back from this game, we're going to start seeing performances from players and go like, oh my goodness, that mm. person was more conservative than they should have been like, we're going to rewatch what Alvarez mm. did and how his devastating movement opened the space for Di Maria because everyone was so yeah. terrified of Alvarez wrecking mm. shop. Everyone overloaded on the right Bam. or centrally and Di Maria was just suddenly having a, a house party. Yes. It reminded me of, um, there was a video someone sent me on YouTube once of like, you know, raccoons are super smart, mm. right? And so what they did was they created a bin that a raccoon couldn't break into. It was like a raccoon-proof bin. It was so clever. Like you had to climb on top and whatever. They couldn't do it. And then... A month later, they showed a video of someone a raccoon broke, broke into, into the raccoon-proof bin. Yeah. And that was what Dimaria did. It is exactly. <laughs> you so, know who else as well? This unhackable. Yes. He's unhackable. unhackable. He's done it. You know who else <laughs> came on and obviously he with the it. experience of like four years ago as well and came on and knew exactly what had to be done was Kingsley Coleman. Yes. You know, and I, I yes. thought to myself, oh, yeah, that's a great hell, bro. You know something? Of course, you cannot not start Dembele and the way he was, be, he was, he's played in in the World Cup up to up to this point, you can't. But I still would have. I, you know, it's easy for me to say that fucking taking him off like that, just what to save him. Roy Keane would probably say no. Roy Keane said, "I actually admire the manager. He's fucking making changes because he he doesn't care the, the the magnitude of the game. 
I believe, again, why I couldn't be a manager is because I would feel for their emotions. I'd feel for their emotions even if I took them off at half time. And I think that he could have lasted till half time. But at the same time, you looked at Dembele and it looked like he, he, he just, what he couldn't, it wasn't, it wasn't happening for him. Yeah, but I disagree. I think that I disagree with you there. I think that Scaloni, the reason they won this World Cup, and shout out to him because he needs huge mm -hmm. credit for this. Scaloni won this World Cup partly because he did trust his players and he didn't humiliate them. If you look at the chances he gave Lautaro, this man risked actually his professional mm -hmm. position, allowing Lautaro to miss all those chances against Australia mm -hmm. and whatever. But he did it because he's like, I want this man to come into form. I know he missed against Saudi. I want yes. him to come good. And you know what? Shout out to Lautaro because he did score that winner in the yes. shootout. So he did come, he yeah, did come good that, when yeah. he needed to. And Scaloni, basically, the difference between him and Deschamps, it's not that Scaloni is afraid to be ruthless, it's that he is the first point of responsibility whether his team wins or loses. Uh, Moose. The yeah. humility, the humility when, when Messi, at the end of the games, Scaloni didn't run up to Messi and be like, make it all about him. In the same way that Macron was all over mm. Mbappe at the end of the game, Scaloni, by contrast, was holding back the whole time. He waited for like the group to mm -hmm. come to him. And the way that he built that collective is, is just spectacular. And I think we haven't talked enough about Scaloni yeah. maybe in this mm -hmm. tournament or in this podcast, but his achievement is... When you consider how he got... He's legendary. Because the Argentina job is one that you are petrified of. And you heard what Messi... What Messi you heard what Maradona said about him. This man can't direct traffic. You know, that's what Maradona said about him. And you know... You, about Scaloni? That, yeah, he said that about him. He said, this man can't direct traffic. And it, which is something that I, I don't think is fucking easy anyway, if you had to direct. I was going to say, does that, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, but like, does it, it, was the second part of that quote, but he will win the World but Cup. But he will win the World Cup because, <laughs> but the thing is, is that remember when he got the job, they said two games. Hmm. Then there's two, then he said another two games, another two games to the point where they, then, you know, he's, he's won, then he won the Copa America. How do you get rid of him? But then you look at him and you think to yourself, this man, all, this man took that job on, the Argentina job, the pressure that comes with that. I don't think he's second to anything. And you know, yes, Brazil. And Maradona calling Maradona him out. Maradona called him position. out it's and such... said, this man can't direct traffic because he was the under- Your hero. He was the under, under 21s, under 19s, whatever it was. Yeah. But the fact is he got the job and he finally was the one that was able, able to build the team around Messi and, and, and a team that are happy, happy Incredible. to be the guys that have been chosen to do it. They, and that first 70 minutes, of the way they played, because no one could legislate for Kylian Mbappé, he's a fucking force of nature. They did everything they had to do. And even to the end, even in the end, Montiel is the one. And those guys are all put together by Scaloni. And the way they play is to make sure that Messi can do his stuff. That's what it's about. And he has to get and he's getting flowers. He's the one, he's getting some flowers from me. Scaloni. Has to. That man is going to be a, a, a botanical, a botanical garden, a botanical <laughs> garden like, You know flowers. when you win those competitions when you're like a thousand pounds for months for life? <laughs> <laughs> Scaloni's getting like a thousand flowers per a thousand, month for yeah, life. A month, yeah. Can you, yeah, that's what Scaloni should flowers get. Flowers forever. Flowers forever because it's an amazing achievement for, for, for it him Isn't it unbelievable? Him and that coaching like, staff, yeah. Is, yeah. With Argentina, this was, I mean, we didn't even really talk about the penalties, but I think they kind of, to be honest, I, I remember I was saying in extra time, I was like, France need to win this in extra time. If it goes to penalties, yeah, they're because done. Lloris, and, and Lloris, because have you seen his record? In the world? It's, he's not yeah, saved yeah, one. Saved this is why you look at France, Harry Kane. Yeah. I know this isn't about England, but you look at Harry Kane, he should know. Just hit the target. 
Look at if Kylian Mbappe was saying, I can't believe Harry Kane took two penalties. He took two penalties. Three, <laughs> but the shootout was <laughs> Well, it's been three. But like in the game, he took two penalties. But yeah, yeah. you have to know, you have to know your... I look at Emi Martinez and the way... Remember the shithousery with Ober and all that stuff, what he was doing for Arsenal. I was thinking, this guy is going to go to another level of shithousery. And he did. Especially like, you're right, Moose. What he did... I like Emi. You know what I mean? I, I like Emi. Uh, but like what he yeah. done in the shootout w- w- crossed the line in respect yeah. of, of bad I agree. sportsmen. It I agree. crossed it the line. But, this but is I'm the looking he, at Lloris in there, he, right? He's too, he doesn't look imposing. No, no. Emmy Martinez, there was a, there was a, I can't remember, forgive me, who, uh, I forgot who wrote it, but I saw someone post basically, someone wrote a piece essentially being like, you already lose the shootout before you start it against him because of all, because it's, it's oh, now, shit, he's now got up with. a rep mm. that you kind of, you feel like you're on the back foot already. Yeah. I think with Mbappe with Emi, didn't he's, fucking he's, see it. No, no, no. Well, I mean, he, he's just, he's, he's otherworldly. So yeah, it's just, it, he wouldn't. But I think with, with Martinez, he's someone who, he's, he's the perfect example of someone who you absolutely love him if he's playing for the side you're rooting for. Mm. And if you don't, you hate him. Yeah. I think, you know, there was a great save for the first one that immediately puts France on the back foot. Mm. Chumaini misses the second. And it's kind of, it's kind of done. It's done. It was done. It, was it, done. Felt, it felt done. It felt yeah. done early. It felt done. We talk about penalties being a super cruel way to decide anything, but this felt like the most epic of epic movies you had ever seen. They yeah. Just ramped up the intensity and the drama throughout the whole thing. And it was just, it was the only way that they were going to get separated, I think. Yeah. Because, and to you be feel honest, like they if, if they you, scored, they would have scored again. It just, exactly. <laughs> and it's just, but, but to be honest, I think, I actually think the most disappointing thing about this for France, I don't think we'll be losing on penalties if, once the kind of smoke clears if you like I think the most disappointing thing for France was that it took them so long to play because Mm. when Mm. you could see when they started to play how quickly they hurt Argentina when they wanted to Mm. and I think for them and for for Deschamps afterwards and the main questions about Deschamps maybe we can talk about this more on the Stadio coming out later in the week but Mm. I think that there's a big decision to in terms of what happens now because this is a much different generation coming through for France than the one that Deschamps won the World Cup with Mm. and they need to play in a different way because they can play in a different way and that will be the most disappointing thing they took it took France so long to finally start Mm. playing football in a World Cup final where if they'd started after 15 minutes they may not have even needed extra time yeah can I just say about, talk about one of the sides that I think I'm most impressed with It could go down as one of the best was Morocco. Yeah. I thought Morocco from back to front, if they had a fucking striker, I don't want to digress too much on this one, but I thought they were going to stay, if, before France scored, they're going to keep them blocked and then hit them on the counter-attack. When France scored and they started to play, that's when you see, right, okay, yeah, France can beat Gotat, no danger, because they played some unbelievable football in that for me again in that it's game. funny you mentioned them fucking because unbelievable football. Morocco would have watched this final and thought we would have fancied honestly, ourselves bro. Yeah. Yeah. watching this mm. game would watch this game and be like those are problems mm. that I solve and those are mistakes I do yes. not make I think honestly Morocco would have fancied yeah, that matchup so much honestly, yeah, they would have loved a piece of that they would have loved a piece of that I think it would have been it would have been a very different kind of final but I don't think it would have been any less entertaining but um, mm. hell no yeah, but I think yeah, the thing agree. that made this final was purely the stakes you know like yeah what was on the Deschamps line, becoming the first what the first back, uh, manager to win back to back World Cup since Vittorio Pozzo, nineteen thirty four and thirty eight. It was the only yeah, manager to win two yeah. World Cups in a row. 
Uh, obviously, first time since France were looking to do it for the first time since Brazil 58 62. But then mm. Messi's like full story arc feeling mm. complete. Yeah, Sid Lowe's written a really good piece for The Guardian, by the way, which I'd recommend anyone reading. He's already filed on Messi, you're joking. Yeah, he's and he basically is, he's completed football. Messi's he's completed <laughs> football. Because this is the thing about Messi, it's interesting. Like, the World Youth Cup, I think, when he scores two penalties in the final against Nigeria and they win 2-1. Uh, and it's almost like funny because Messi has been on a journey with penalties, obviously, and, and, and just in general has been on a journey. And the incredible thing about what he's done is, first started watching Messi uh, when he was mm. a teenager, right? Messi has done something. He's been doing something otherworldly pretty much every week for the last 18 mm. years. Like Messi's done something incredible almost every week for the last 18 years. And not necessarily a goal or an assist, but like a move or a touch or a thing. Like at any point when you tune in to watch Messi, there's, even when he's quiet, he does something that blows your mind for 18 years. So in terms of the human happiness that that man is responsible for, either individually, the skills he does, or collectively as part of a team, and for him to win a World Cup as a leader of a team, where he defers to young players and where they embrace him as someone that treats them as an equal is nothing I, short I, of astonishing. Yeah. And I know not, it's nothing that's ever mm. been done in team sport for this sustained period. And I'm not sure it will be done again. You know, I'm thinking, right, guys, I'm thinking, has anybody else had to come from a shadow like that? Like a Mar like Maradona. Can you imagine his sleep last night? What his sleep must have... When he put his head on the pillow last night, Lionel Messi, it's just like, it must have been the best sleep ever in his life simply because it's done and you're right he's completed it for, he's completed football you know he's completed there may, football there may be like certain icons that have but I can't think of any that have done it that have had such a that have been individual to individual you know you had like the, the only one was 2016 LeBron James yeah I mean in terms of the NBA yeah for sure mm. but I think in terms yeah. of football specifically I don't think Ronaldo never really had to deal with the Eusebio stuff no um, no because of what they'd what, want at international what about level. Ronaldo De Lima? Level. What about Ronaldo De Lima Nazario? Maybe. I think maybe. But, but again, the thing is, with the glory, I think with Brazil, and the same thing that happened with Spain, because Spain hadn't ever really done it before to that level. Mm. There, was no, there was no one that was, they were constantly being compared to. With yeah. Brazil, there were always too many. Yeah. You know, you always get the Pele thing, but with Brazil, there were always too many. And, and I think that, I think probably Neymar and Pele is the closest, actually. Yeah. I think Ronaldo is the one that understands truly, actually. I think, as I said, if you had a conversations about it, because I think Ronaldo 2002, and don't forget like the, the hype around that man, the expectation, 98, and then to come back after the fit. I think that that was actually, I think that if there's a mountaintop in football at this point, it's wild to say that Mbappe is on that he mountaintop, is, but he's, he's there. there. He's there, he's there. He's there with Ronaldo. He's there it's with great. Maradona. He's there with Cruyff. Like, it's unbelievable. Mbappe is, he's walked up onto that hill and he's 23. He got a hat-trick in the World Jesus Cup final. He got the golden boot. He's already won a World Cup. He's like, honestly, I think that this is the thing that like, even though that France literally lost the game, I think there was yeah, no- Yeah, they had no everyone, right to be everyone, in it. They had no right to be lost, in it. Everyone won, basically. Yeah. It was like- this is the, yeah, Exactly, this, this is the beauty of it. Mbappe was devastated immediately after the game, Ryan. But to know it, here's the thing. He is going to sit back and it's always going to be painful because losses are painful. But here's the thing. When he actually understands the scale of what he did, I don't think he's clocked it yet. France had no right to be in that discussion. There's something I tweeted. I said, look, if you'd said to Leo Messi, 
Um, if you said Leo Messi, basically with 10 minutes to go of this game, oh, by the way, in extra time, you'll be defending in the right back position. He'd been like, what? He would have told you to F off. <laughs> because they were proceeding. They're proceeding to like, it was a bit like the scene now, you know, when Modric goes off against um, Argentina mm. and it's 3-0 and the game doesn't feel safe until Modric mm. goes off. When Di Maria went off, it felt similarly pivotal. It felt like the game was over. The substitution is basically yeah. signaling the yes. game is done. And it felt like it was done. It felt done. So from Mbappe to return, France to a place where they could have literally walked off so, with that yeah. trophy. Yes. It we've was, never it seen was that. We've never seen that. An unbelievable final. Fantastic. One of the, I think probably the, the greatest, the, the greatest World Cup final I've, I've ever seen. I think it's, it could easily be the greatest World Cup final ever. Because mm. every, everything... That I will ever I see. So. I, can't I can't imagine one more Honestly, I can't. Yeah. I can't it had remember. everything. It had yeah. ab- and it even had, even had one final bit of absolute grimness afterwards where FIFA did their absolute best to ruin the best fucking final of all time by with, their... With the, 40 minutes after oh no, Argentina no. had won the World Cup, they still hadn't lifted the trophy. I was like, <sighs> what is going on? How is the World Cup presentation more boring than like... I don't know, some kind of school presentation when, when you Did younger. you notice when Infantino came down and the crowd energy just, completely nah, changed? Same, like when he fucked around at AFCON as well, it was just like that guy, like honestly, we'll talk about this more on Stadio maybe mm. because I know you've got to go in. Yeah, but, like, it was a magnificent spectacle. It was, man. From a purely football point of view, unbelievable. Messi's the best of his generation and I think that, I'm not saying, oh, in fact, I am saying, I think the World Cup, that solidifies it. The, the World Cup solidifies that. And in the words of uh, Harry, and there ain't no doubt in my mind about that. <laughs> this was fun, man. I know. I'm glad we did the Stadio Writers House crossover. Yes. Writers House Stadio crossover. Great idea. Yeah, Brian. Great idea. I like it, Brian. I like, I like that. And honestly, I, I would not want to wish, I couldn't wish for two better people to share one of my most greatest moments watching a football match with. Likewise, oh, dude. I'm still, I'm still in, I'm still kind of like in shock. I'm in shock about it. It's the great, football is continually, it's just the giver. It gave the, the amount of times. Can't that, believe what we saw. Honestly, Moose, the amount of times that we've gone into games thinking, "Oh man, this is the one," and you dream of what you want, want it to be. You want him to play amazingly, him to play amazingly. You want it to be end to end. You want it. It was all that, but we had to wait for seventy minutes, seventy odd minutes. But like Jesus Christ, man, what an unbelievable football match! The ultimate football match was the ultimate football match. And it was actually, the, it was the final which reasserted the World Cup as the dominant, in terms of the, within the imagination, as the mm. dominant footballing spectacle because the Champions League is, you know, I love the Champions League. Mm. The thing about the World Cup is it's the myth. Mm. And I said this, because I, I was asked, I mean, I don't know how I was even managed to do this, but I was asked to write a, um, a piece about the World Cup for GQ and I filed it 2am and to be honest, I said to my friends, I'm struggling. I, I actually, it's such an emotionally intense tournament throughout and the football, the final, everything else that to even process it, and I filed this piece and goodness knows what they'll think of it, but maybe that's part of it. It's yeah. the mess of it. It's, it's the, the fact yeah. that like, there's too much to process. You know, there was a thing I actually have to say, I woke my first thought this morning actually, Ian, was football frightens me. And when I say it frightens me, it frightens me the level of emotion, passion that inspires how much it matters. You know, you see Buenos Aires and everyone's celebrating. And I thought to myself, Ian, I thought, I'm a bit nervous because football means too much, actually. 
Does that make sense? Of like it, it does. It's it means, scary. You know, that, that, that scene where the video where Messi basically talks to like a guy in his 90s who's a Newell's old boy fan and Messi basically does a video chat with him live mm. and the guy doesn't expect and the guy hasn't seen Newell's win anything in his lifetime pretty much and Messi comes on and says hello and the guy starts crying mm. and 90 something year old man is like, Messi and Messi's just there like kind of smiling like nervously. And I thought, God, this is- um, Scary. The, power. the emotional power, the power that footballers wield over us yeah. is- it's actually too much. You know what I'm hoping? That what, what this final will do, for, even for young players, because like I say, I can't stop thinking about someone like Moani, Colin Moani and his chance. I, I just hope people can watch this and, and, and really understand and realise the enormity of what's going on and what will happen in this game for you to make sure that you bring what you need to bring to this game. Because right. it's, it's, it kind of like cements you f forever, whatever, whatever it you does. do. It's, you're, you're cemented. You're there forever how you've performed in this particular game and this particular tournament, this competition. And what I think that this one will do, it will make people understand what it means. What yes. it means. I agree, man. I'm out, man. You're out. I'm going to do it. All right, man. I'm safe gonna, trip. Yeah. Thanks gonna, for having us. I'm gonna, no, man. Mm, thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. That's right, man. This is direct flight back to London. Do? Direct flight to London. Direct flight back to London tomorrow. Don't, hey, listen, no doxing. No, what? <laughs> yeah, don't reveal his no identity. giving away the location. <laughs> <laughs> no flight tracker shit, man. Okay, bro. Okay, <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. I'll see you Much soon. Love, dude. Nice one. Thank you so much, guys. I'll see you soon. See you soon. See you soon. Love, man. Pure. So that's it for 2022. Thanks to Musa, Ryan, and the whole Writers House crew. And thank you for listening this year. Have a lovely festive period, and we'll see you in 2023. God bless. Mm -hmm.